Morning, dogs. Joe, uh, it's Thursday. Not a typical day that we normally would record a podcast, but we'll get into that in a bit. It's our uh, first year anniversary, Joe. Exactly one year ago, we started Truffle Mockery on a uh, very, very hot, what was it, Wednesday night, if I remember? <laughs> was it? Can you actually remember the first episode? Yeah, can't you? Don't you have I, all the memories I, from back no, then? I can't remember it, but Dude, I'd, I'd like to say thanks anyway to all the people that have uh, been with us. And uh, I know we've caused some trials and tribulations. Uh, we've upset some people along the way. And we'd like to uh, thank for both of us from the bottom of our heart to all the people that tried to cancel us. You really helped us get out there to a lot more people a lot quicker by sharing it all on social media. And we're extremely <laughs> grateful of all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now we'll, we'll get back in. We'll get into the uh, the one year travel and mockery. But yes, yo, it's been absolute. It's been one year. It's been a crazy year. The 20th of October, 2021. Uh, was the first time we did a podcast, and um, I remember you were pretty nervous. We I wasn't about nervous. Season, but first, before we get, you were pretty nervous. Um, but anyway, um, let's go over to the, the highs and lows first, and then we'll we'll dig into that. Well, my laptop just kicked up, kicked off. Can you hear me? Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Shut up, wait, I'll do. We've got a problem, by the way, Joe, because um, I'll start off with my low of the week. It was um, it was a cold Tuesday night here in my uh, apartment, and uh, I had to get out of bed because I had to go to the toilet, you know, one of these uh, old men problems, and uh, or lack of electrolytes, I don't know, <laughs> maybe both. But on my way to the toilet, I, I was curious because it felt like it was 8 a.m. in the morning and I had a long night's sleep, yet I was still super tired. So my body was saying, what time is it actually? So I wanted to have a little look. And while my head was scooping over the table to have a little look from my phone, I ticked over my glass of water and it flicked it over my laptop. Um... No stress then, just um, some water on my laptop. Um, there was also some uh, some water on my uh, sound system from Sonos. That thing went on in the middle of the night because there was one water drop that went on the play button. So kaboom, all of a sudden in the middle of the night, loud music. Anyway, I went to the toilet, cleaned everything up. Um, then the next morning, opened up my laptop, worked on my fucking laptop for two, three hours, closed it, had brekkie, and then open my laptop again, and guess what? It doesn't work anymore. But yeah, that's annoying. That is very annoying. That is very, very annoying. <laughs> so right now, it's at the laptop doctor. So that's why we couldn't record the podcast on Tuesday. I've got my my low of the week, mate. Is my dog's like a bloody old battered Ironman athlete. You know, they would moan about how they've got like stomach problems. Oh, my guts were bad. Couldn't finish the race. My dog's guts are bad. Keeps waking me up in the middle of the night because he needs a dump at like four o'clock in the morning. Have to go down like three or four flights of stairs to let her out. You know, it's happened like two or three times, two or three nights in a row. Really? Yeah. If you if if you're if if you're talking, by the way, can you can you see um, in the bottom right something like green is lighting up so it records your sound? Um. If you're talking, I can't see anything. Joe is such an ICT guy. This, the thing is, I've got a borrowed laptop from this uh, from the from the laptop doctor, and uh, I can't edit the podcast. So um, I knew it was going to be tricky, and Joe just clocked in and out. So I'm not sure whether it's going to record properly. But yeah, I think it will be all right. I've got faith, mate. All right, but you've got faith. Just now go on. Have you got any other highs and lows then? Um. What would you do, by the way, if your dog kept doing that, waking up at three or four o'clock at about four o'clock in the morning to go for a dump? Bear in mind, she went for a dump before she went to bed as well. So it weren't like she ain't been, you know, it weren't like I hadn't let her out. So multiple dumps late in the evening. Yeah, and we'll wait. Have something. you tried not feeding her? Not feeding her. <laughs> yeah, so 
I mean, if you don't eat, you don't eat shit, right? <laughs> if there's nothing in the stomach, <laughs> nothing can't help. That's, the, that's your coaching tip. Let's try like that. This. If you've got gut problems and you, eat, and you can't finish the race because your stomach's bad, just take less food on. Just stop eating. <laughs> just stop eating, you'll be fine. Yeah. I am curious, though, if you... What would be slower during an Ironman? Not eating and just be completely bonked and carb depleted, but you're going at a very slow place, like totally fat burning, or full on in carbs, GI issues, toilet shits everywhere. Toilet shits everywhere, full on in carbs, I reckon. What's <laughs> <laughs> okay. the worst case? You're going to go for like three or four toilet stops, aren't you? So you, and if you're quick, you might only lose like four or five minutes, mightn't you? You know, whereas like no carbs, I don't even know if I'd go to finish or not, man, if I had no carbs. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't like no carbs, do we? Nah, like we're not on that. All right. Um, what were you saying before that again? What I would do with the dogs? Yeah, what would you do? Would that drive you mad? Would that be a big low for you? Imagine you're in your beauty sleep. You hear that shake, that's how you know. But also... So what she does your, is your she dogs shakes herself. Are, are, I think they're... Shakes herself. I think your dogs are enough, a write-off, mate. <laughs> if you're not quick enough, then she'll end up going on the floor or something. And then you're in for a right bloody mess because oh. then you've got to clean it up. It's like 4.30 in the morning. You've got to put the lights on. Horrible. I don't know why she started doing this. She used to wake us up if she wanted to know. Now she just does a shake and you've just got to hope that it wakes you up and you find out. I don't know what she what, what to do. <laughs> Lost cause, mate. But I think... Your dogs are right off, mate. Because also last week you were saying that you had to go to the the hairdresser and and do something, get the teeth brushed or something. Oh, that was yesterday. That was a low. There was uh, she she had an appointment. This was a low actually as well. This is such a nightmare. So like, I, that was the reason why I wasn't going to be ready to do the podcast before yesterday before a certain time. So that's why we didn't get it out, guys, yesterday because. You could only go before eight o'clock because you were swimming, weren't you? And I had to go. I couldn't go before mm-hmm. to do it because I had to take the dogs to this groomer person. And she like cleans the dog's teeth and get rid of the plaque on it. So if your dog's got smelly breath, you'll get rid of all the plaque and they they smell good. You imagine Ted's gonna have a lovely white smile, won't he? He was looking forward to that, thinking he's gonna be going to the park, seeing all his mates and stuff, and he's gonna have a bloody Colgate smile. Anyway, drove <laughs> yeah. half an hour. Drove half an hour. Got there, and I'm thinking, right, one dog each takes about 40 minutes. I'm going to go for a 15 minute run, come back, put the other dog in, go for another 40 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes a dog. What are they doing? Do you think that's a long while? I thought that was pretty quick. 20 minutes a dog to get rid of all the plaque off their teeth. You got to think, mate, they're getting beauty treatment here. Like, if you went in, like, you know, and some dentist was doing it, you'd be, that'd be quick to get out in 20 minutes, wouldn't it? So yeah, anyway, she, she didn't like me from the start. I could tell. You know when you can tell someone doesn't like you, can't you? I could tell she was funny with me um, and she didn't really like me. And then she was asking me all these questions. Like, I thought in my head, I'm, drop, I'm dropping the dog off. I'm going to be got free. I'll go for a 15-minute run, come back. Next dog, 15 minutes. Anyway, she, she asked me all these questions. Has the dog had all these vaccines? When was the last time it had the vaccines? I was thinking, bloody hell, I didn't know the last time it had it. She said, I can't do it if you don't know. What, corona so, vaccine? Got <laughs> to know what they're for, rabies <laughs> or something, I don't know. Um, she, then she was asking me, have they had this treatment done before? I'm like, no. She asked me a million things. What better they registered at? Um, anyway, got all that sorted eventually. And then she's like, I said, how long is it going to be roughly? She said, 20 minutes. I said, all right, I'm just going to go for a, for a run while you're doing that one. She said, now this is the key bit. What would you, how would you take this in? If someone said, I prefer it if you didn't, what does that mean to you? In case, she said, this is her words, I prefer it if you didn't, in case something, in case I need you for something. What does that mean to you? I don't know, like she's going to pull some teeth or something? What is she going to no, do? No, like, if, she, if you said to someone, I'm going to do this, and they said, I prefer yeah. it if you didn't, in case I need you, would you take that as definitely yeah, exactly. don't? Or would you count that as, oh, I can, but they won't be too impressed? What would you... Um, what oh, would you I would take that as definitely don't go, mate. If I were you, oh, I really? would say... Really? Yeah. That's, if oh, someone's right. like, yeah, that, that is, that's the, the, the parent saying like, um, yeah, if you, if you think you can go out for a drink, if you think you can do that, 
just if you think that's your your plan, then go ahead. Then you should. But if I were you, <laughs> so um, you would, so no, I, I would definitely take that as a as a small hint as a nope abort mission. Would you? You you you'd actually think that because yeah. in my head, I was like, okay, she's she doesn't really want me to, but if I do, there's no no problems, you know. So uh, so I. Was in the yeah, that's the thing. She can't tell you off. She can't tell you, hey, mate, you can't go. She, she's like, I prefer not to, but if you really think you have to get... It's like a tip, mate. It's a hint. Really? It's body you're language. All right. Well, yeah. I <laughs> you're pretty like, bad at body language. Well, no, I thought, like, in my mind, I was like, well, she doesn't really want me to, but, like, if I do, then I do, you know? So, anyway, uh, and I, I'm, like, flipping, thinking, I've got to get this running, I've got to get this running at some point, you know, thinking, how am I going to get it? Like, I'm really, like, so... um going to the car I was going to go by myself Ted's shaking like a shitting dog because he's wondering where the hell he is and like he knows uh, he's about to get something done to him I thought well I'll kill two birds one stone <laughs> I'll take him out with me anyway go. I've got my Apple watch so I thought if she tries to ring me or anything I'm going to get the notification come you know I'll, I'll be fine I'm only going 15 minutes not much can happen can it anyway start to run come back she's standing there and I see her as I'm coming in she looks human mate absolutely human i can see it in her eyes um from as i'm running up you know she's got maze on the lead you can tell you know you said about the body language well i could read this body language and i could tell she went to impress i said that was quick yeah. <laughs> she's got maze with her i said that was quick why didn't exactly that quick i didn't do it didn't do it i said what what and she's like i told you not to go for a run and you went i said oh what you just said i prefer you not to i didn't think uh, i didn't think it was that big a deal um yeah and then and then she 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 said she won't do the dog, so she kicked right off. So she drive all the way back, thirty minutes there, thirty minutes back, totally wasted trip, you know. Why didn't she want to do the dogs? Just because she went for a run? Yeah, she didn't want me to go for a run. But I mean, why? Why? Uh, why is that? Like, what? What's? Why is it her business? I don't know. That's what. Like, that's what I thought. But you know, that was that was the end of that, mate. Ted didn't get his nice smile. I drove there. And back for nothing, and uh, she was absolutely fuming. Honestly, mate, she she could she couldn't stand me. But there's got to be a reason for it, mate. It can't be. I mean, if you show up, like, hey, what's up, dog lady? How you doing? There. And how's your day? And all of a sudden, can you take care of my dogs? And then I'm going for a run. And meanwhile, while you take care of my dogs, why would yeah. she be angry? I don't like, know. There has like, to, I don't got know. to be something on the list. She just said, like, in case yeah. I need them for something, and. Uh, I said, I said, well, I was thinking, well, I got my watch on. I was thinking, what? She's not really going to need me that much. She said, she didn't even start on the dog. She said, sure, I went. And then she went up to the end of her, like, farm thing. She's in the middle of nowhere. And um, just waited there, you know, and uh, I saw when she came back. Can't you do it yourself? Of course, I've got one of these um, toothbrush, you know, these electric ones that really, uh, from Philips, it's called Sensicare or something. That is an absolute weapon, mate. I can recommend you that one. Perfect Colgate smile. Some people say, Tom, you've got a Colgate smile. It's that weapon. What if you would use that one, get a fresh brush on there, um, put it on clean mode, and then brush the shit out of them teeth? And you then use do. one of these uh, water thing for in between the teeth. Yeah, you could do. Save you a couple of quid. You have some fun with the dogs. Have <laughs> some fun with the dogs. Some bonding. So that was one of, that was one of those. Have, like, what do you think? So you would have said, you would have took prefer, I would like to know what the listeners think. If someone says, I prefer you not to go for a run, does that mean, like you said, abort mission, definitely don't, like this is going to end in bad? Or... Yeah, definitely don't. Like, I prefer you not to go for a run because otherwise she would have said, of course, if you want to go for a run, do whatever you like. I'll but see why, you back in 15, as long as you're back she, in 15 minutes. Why would she have not just said, if you go for a run, I ain't touching your dog? Because she didn't want to be that direct. She thought, <laughs> I'll give him a subtle hint so he will think he made the decision himself. <laughs> and I made the wrong decision. <laughs> but then Goober Joe's like, all right, I'll go for a long run. I'll be back in 90 minutes. <laughs> How to make friends and influence people. <laughs> Dude, I think you need to find a new groomer. <laughs> yeah, but this is the first time we've been to that but one, this, and she won't do it again. It's got to be something, mate. It's, she kicked it's me off the her farm. It's the groomer. She, she kicked me off her farm, mate. She got me back in the car and was basically like, 
that's it, you know, like I, I literally had to go uh, go off quickly because she's in a farm in the middle of nowhere, mate. You know, you can imagine a Norfolk farmer, like never seen yeah. anyone else in their life. I can't I can't believe all this all this stress and emotions come from a fifteen minute run. I just can't can't get my head around it. <laughs> There's got to be something more to it. Anyway, um, I've got to get low, mate. Oh, What's that? I've got to get low. So, um, I haven't been training a lot. That is uh, true. But I've also been uh, really, really, really busy with um, with work. So, basically, it's a bit of my off-season now then. So, on Friday, on Friday, we did the launch, right, of the clothing. By the way, I still have a shitload of uh, orders I need to uh, process. So if you send me a message, I will get back to you. Um, we do ship to the US, USA, um, uh, Australia, whatever. Um, and delivery times is going to be based on Castelli. Um, uh, it should be something like between five to eight weeks, something like that. We uh, only do the pre, especially if you're female, um, do pre-order because females are, have different sizing. They've got like female clothing and we don't want to order, for example, 100 tri-suits and then Tom or 100 um, cycling tops. And then I've got 100 cycling tops in my basement for uh, a lot of euros and I won't be able to sell out. You know, that'd be a shame. So if you do want clothing, send me a message all in the pre-order till next week. Anyway, let me get over to the load. So I've been working on Friday evening, processing, processing the orders till like, I think it was something like 12 in the evening. Then the alarm went off at 4.30 in the morning because I had to, uh, the apple juice, mate, apples were calling, apples and pears. It was a very, very juicy day. So we worked till like 10 p.m. the next day, literally like flipping grafting work. No, like not even stopping for a cup of coffee or sitting in the sun or whatever. Then on Sunday, it wasn't done yet. We had to do it again. Work till like 2 p.m., something like that. Again, early in the morning, start at like uh, 5.30 start. Uh, but then my brother, he just had a uh, little uh, little girl, uh, a baby uh, two months ago, and he had to take care of her. So, um, um, But there was a, a couple of my mates from, uh, from back home were going out for a beer, and I uh, went for a small run, 30 minutes, and then I thought, I'll, I'll grab a little beer with the lads. Um, so I had two beers, but I didn't feel like, I didn't feel too great, mate. I didn't feel too great. And I was thinking like, what's going on with me? So I thought maybe I need to have some food because I only had one sandwich. And I was thinking tomorrow's Monday. And as of Monday, I want to get back into more of a structured rhythm with training. And the seasonal business will be done as of this Saturday. So then I can get back into a rhythm and blah, blah, blah. That evening, mate, I started to feel my tummy. I was thinking, what the hell is going on? And I was getting food poisoning. So remember that I was saying I was, I was feeling like I was getting COVID. Well, uh, in the end, I got, got food poisoning. I've been uh, feeling sick for 24 hours. Like literally, I don't even, I, I, the good thing is I'm back at race weight, back at race weight. Um, but I wanted to get back into training, but whew, I was weak on Tuesday as well. Um, but I got back into it on Wednesday. But food poisoning, yeah. how bad is that? Remember when you or Sap cut the chicken on training camp with a knife and I then cut the that pineapple because I didn't know some of you cut the, that weren't me, the mate. raw what chicken with it. I had food poisoning then as well. It's that so bad. It's so it? flipping bad. That was in New Zealand, yeah. wasn't it? And you were down and we ended up having to go out for a nice meal, didn't we? Right, yeah. <laughs> but there's put? one thing I realised as well. There's what... That freshened you up though, didn't it? It freshened you up for the Ironman. Made you see you didn't train too hard and then you were ready to go. You were barking at Mark. You were barking at Bruno. That was where the junkyard, that was the rise of the junkyard dog, wasn't it? That was where the junkyard dog came from. And also, a very lean junkyard dog after that food poisoning. God, yeah. You were like 10 kilos lighter then, weren't you? Mentally, I thought my race was gone. I thought, yeah. oh, I'm 83. I'm weighing in, pre-race weighing, 83 kilos. How am I going to get round the Ironman? I never, I never... <laughs> I never forget your your face when you stood on that scale with the uh, volunteer and you were standing on that scale and and that she was something like what was she saying eighty one kilos eighty two kilos eighty three eighty three and then you were stepping up eighty three I remember it eighty three and I was right. and I saying <laughs> I said I remember it I, said, I remember oh Joe oh yeah and you said you you thought she's gonna be I a said, tough well, one how much do you think you are. And I remember you said 74, and then you weighed in, you were 71, and I thought, oh, fuck, he's three kilos under. Like, they, <laughs> they can't be over, Rena. 
Maybe I'm 85 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, what's happened? Yeah, what's <laughs> all, How did I get in four kilos? <laughs> Too much chicken, mate. I had a story um, with um, one thing. I oh, sorry, no, go on, you go. Go on, you finish. In. I was just going to say I had a little story with. Um, oh no, no, go on, because because it will it will it will lead into to the main subject of the week. I had a little story with Boot Boy and him before a race back in like 2016. Like I was trying to chase that like uh, challenge pro bonus thing, what they do. I think it was like the second year or first or second year of them doing it. So I had a really good race in Roth that year. I got mm-hmm. second place, got a load of points for it. And then there was another race like after, about three weeks after, two or three weeks after in Regensburg, like had hardly anyone racing it. And I was like, oh, I could get some good money from this, you know, like prize money, bonuses. So I made a decision like literally like five days before I was like, screw it, I'm going to go to it. So I flew out to and then um, uh, we went out for a meal, probably like, trying to think, the race was on the Sunday. So it must have been like Thursday night, went out for a meal. Must have been the night when I got there. And uh, I made a big mistake, mate. I got a seafood uh, starter, you know, all the like shellfish, prawns, mussels, all that in Regensburg in the middle of Germany. Like, a fucking ended me, mate. It's a right... Yeah, you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your mistakes, don't you? You learn from your mistakes. So it's like far away from the sea, middle of Europe. Never order fish. Exactly. Never order fish dish. Never. Yeah. I woke up the next day, and I was so ill. Like um, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't even go for breakfast. I had to lay in the hotel bed. I was like stuck in the dark. I had to ring someone from the race to try and like help me. I, I remember getting up. I think it was the next night after that because I was in bed the whole day. Um. And I was like so dehydrated. I couldn't even walk into the bathroom properly. I was falling over. This is like the Friday night. I'm thinking, fuck, like I'm going to end up missing this race on Sunday. And ended up on, like that was the worst. Because it is, like you say, it's like a 24 hour thing. Maybe that was, yeah, that must have been the, yeah, it must have been that night. And then mm-hmm. ended up waking up. So I was trying to force myself to eat something, but I could hardly take anything in. But anyway, on Saturday, I went for a little pre-race ride, you know, kind of thing. I was like, just to see if there was a chance, because I knew I'd be feeling better and better going into the race, if there was a chance that I could potentially do the race. So went for a pre-race ride, felt, didn't feel great, I've got to be honest, like, but didn't feel absolutely horrific. So I was like, I'll line up. So on Sunday, I've literally been in the hotel room, popping out like the whole time from like, it might have even been Wednesday night I went out for that food. It might have been Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday, I think it might have been Wednesday, Thursday and Friday I was in bed, like totally fucked. Saturday, I then went for that little pre-race ride thing. Laura got the doctor to come and see me and see if they can give me anything. That like he like that was a waste of time, really. I didn't like he didn't do anything. Just charged me a load of money for it. Anyway, sat, Saturday went for went for the spin. Well, right, I think I've got a chance. I've got a chance. I can do it. You know, I just needed to get on the podium and feel half decent. Anyway, started on Sunday morning, and literally as soon as I started, you know, the first ten strokes of that swim. I had nothing in me and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like absolutely horrendous. And I knew I'd made a big mistake. You know, like the memes, what you see and they say like, it was at this point, he knew he fucked up. That was what it was like. You can imagine like I'm running in, bombing into the water because it was an on-land start, feeling like I'm fucking Superman. Then do the first couple of strokes of the swim and it was like, I knew I'd fucked up. I was like, what the fuck have I just done? Why did I even sign up this Ironman? I had no power. It was like I could barely pull the water. Got out of the swim, miles down, even more down than what I'd normally be. Got on the bike. I could have barely ride at like zone two power. So in the end, I was just like, well, this is um this isn't gonna happen. But funny thing was, I actually got off the bike in sixth or seventh position as well, despite feeling like that. I couldn't do the run. The run was in like about there was a split transition as well. So I couldn't even sack off. So you had to get a bus to the swim start. So when I started the swim, it wasn't like I was in the town and I could just sack it off straight away. I was 20Ks away, mate. So I had to do the swim and the bike to get into the town so I could be at the hotel. You know, I'm in the middle of nowhere, riding around, <laughs> thinking, God, I've got five hours of this. Like, the only good thing was it got me out of the hotel room because I hadn't seen anything. So that was quite nice. Made the decision early on that ride. Like, right, this is just survival. Get to the get to transition two so you can call it. So I got to transition two and they're all cool. They're all cheering me on. Go on, go on. You know, I put my run shoes and literally just walked like the first like five, six hundred meters to like the center of town. Um, managed to see someone who I knew and got like an ice cream or something like that. And that was it. But uh, absolutely 
killed me. No energy, no nothing. Didn't end up getting a good result. Yeah, Didn't get lost out on the food bonus. Food poisoning ball. is um, is is a bad one. It's a very bad one. You feel so depleted. Like pfft. yeah, I lost out. But, Took me a while to come back to that as well. Actually, the one thing, like it takes it takes it out of one thing. Uh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, one thing, Joe, I uh, I wanted to say is, um, one year at Triathlon Mockery, you know, we've uh, put a heart and soul into this. We uh, we we started it a year ago with the. Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing? <laughs> Heart and soul into it. With, 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 <laughs> we've put the heart and soul into it, you know. <laughs> well, I, I have. I have, Joe. Um, I remember we uh, we were recording the first couple of episodes. I think it was the third one or fourth one when uh, that we recorded, but only two weeks after that when shit hit the fan and uh, uh, some people uh, made our lives very, very tough at that time. And even six months after that, by um, twisting words and saying things that we didn't even say and didn't even mean. And and to be honest, I mean, now we're laughing because it actually boosted our podcast and, and, and it all ended right. But at that time, to be honest, um, it was pretty tough, wasn't it? Like the endless calls we've had with each other, with families, with friends, with, with sponsors, um, the stress, and this, this is honestly true, the stress I've had from people sending me messages, you know, from saying like, uh, well, back at the time, they were, they were saying that we're sexist and all that, remember? Oh, yeah. Which was not, was all misunderstood. And they never, they never, uh, well, it's all, it's all history now, but um, sleepless nights. But I am really glad that we, we continued and we never gave in. We never put the towel in the ring because I remember we have a chat. We had a chat after in May, even in May before St. George. Was it before St. George or after St. George where you were saying, we can't continue, we can't continue. They're still doing it. And I'm, I'm under like, I'm finding a lot of uh, stress from it. And um, Joe, we're still here. I've been your psychologist for a long time. And uh, um they even gave me grey hairs. Did, did I didn't have any before it? we. I didn't do, get have any before we started doing the podcast, and now I've got loads. Like, it was absolutely like crazy, was it? For just a bit of fun, and not even. I had someone sending a message, literally, literally a day ago. Let me let me read that message. Let me read. They're not hating message. on you, are they? Because do you know what 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 we? Um, no, no, no. It was. Um, do you know what why it gave us this stress? Was because. You didn't mean to harm anyone, you know. We 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 are we we tend to be a podcast for the people, and I I think especially now after a year, you see that we've got so many different listeners from a a a firework uh, from a fireman uh, that's working a part time job to a, a full time uh, professional or a uh, I don't know, um, uh, all world athlete gold. <laughs> but he was saying, "Hey, Tom and Joe." Hey, Tom and Joe, I was listening to a, a couple of old episodes of Travel of Mockery the other day, and I heard the section where people were complaining to your sponsors. You were misogynist, sexist, whatever. Just wanted to say that I think I've now listened to all your stuff and all your episodes. You guys did not deserve that acquisition at all. You're decent, honest, respectful, humble, likable people. Yes, you like your banter, strong opinions, but it's never bullying or discriminatory. Always fun and always aimed at laughing at yourself as much as anyone else. Anyway, I hope you've been able to move on from that shit. Stay exactly as you are and keep got, keep the pots coming. They really have to help me training, have helped me stay sane at a quite difficult time in my life. All the best. So that's actually a really nice message. And I think, Joe, that's also what triathlon mockery is, you know. I think we, we started all this just for a bit of fun. We think the triathlon is, was all a bit too serious. Um, and to be honest, 95% of the people that are doing triathlon do it as a hobby. And they need to see it as a flipping hobby. The only thing we do is record a podcast and call it uh, and tell a little bit of a story. But do we try to be relatable? No, fuck no. I mean, you're doing 300k rides at 38k's an hour average, and then a 10k run off the bike at 35 minutes, 10k. You know, that is crazy stuff. There's no amateur things that that he can do. That ice cubes down your crotch, you know, shavings. Uh, uh, your dogs did the groomers uh, uh, fights with the neighbors sharing the highs and lows <laughs> but I think 
that is what it is that people want to like to hear, you know? They want to hear you and me complaining about stuff. Then sometimes they find it, yeah, I've had ice cubes down there. But on the other hand, um, in some way, they find it motivating. And uh, Dos Joe, I, uh, I I hope to say that's um, that's only the uh, the beginning. And in the end, uh, mostly I'm doing this show for, uh, for myself, to be honest, because every week I look forward to recording it with you. And uh, it's just a, a great laugh, you know, is... Um, you're kind of a special guy, you know. You're top five in the world. Um, you're you're training pretty hard, yet you're always sharing your your heart, unfiltered uh, uh, opinion on the podcast. We um, we tend to share all our knowledge. Well, is it really knowledge? I don't know. We just uh, say the stuff that we find handy and uh, what we uh, what we uh, came across down the crazy training sessions. And in the end, that's what it is. You know. Um... Going back to the, you said about the ice cubes down your top. I got contacted by people and apparently there's a challenge that you can do where you put salt on your hand or on somewhere and then you put an ice cube on top of it. I haven't tried it yet, but I've been told that it makes it burn and it's extremely hard to do it, which is why I got in so much pain because you think you're swimming in salty water, you're sweating salt, and then you put a massive block of ice cubes there. No wonder, is it? Like I was basically doing the ice cube challenge in the race. Horrible, mate. You try, like, can you imagine the pain afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, um, what over the last year, um, reminds you, reminds you, you, you best then? Um, this whole, on this whole journey, what pops up? What pod, what podcast? Yeah, just in general, yeah. Um, I don't know, I, I quite like the early ones, uh, the stories about like Bruno and stuff like that, or the ones at the bar with the glucose monitor when we were pretending to be the man and the female. <laughs> we need some more stories like that, don't we? We need some more stories like that. The early ones the, show the... Uh, but the thing is, it will... Well, sorry, if anyone hasn't listened the, the to the early is, ones, the, they should go and check them out because we talk about where the junkyard dog properly comes from and stuff and... Uh, have a little story in there about Bruno. We called something like Bruno. You called it, didn't you? Like I think uh, something uh, like that. Uh, it's one the of the dog story. I don't know, yeah. but do you know all these things always come up spontaneous, Joe? I mean, if I just scroll through, just the first episode was actually quite a bit of a serious one because we talked about the off season. We'll do that in a bit and uh, fast forward about what we're going to do this season. But then. So the first two ones were about like how we're mentally wired and marginal gains. So we actually try to be like maybe a little bit of a geeky podcast. Did we try that? I don't know. But then straight we went into like a cocky American where we had Colin that was doing this park run where his balls was, were coming out of his tri suit. And we talked about that. That was the right direction we wanted to head down to. But also on training camp, we we, we talked about that sp- trial fleets are the special forces because we can swim, bike, we can run, you know, we can, we can scare every, everyone that's um, on, on every level playing field, on every playing field. Um, and also with, with the chimp, uh, how that came across or, or how we came across Chris XXX, you know, and all his stories and all his training tips in the bedroom or on, on, on the indoor trainer. All these things come up spontaneously, Joe. We, uh, same as like the glucose story in the bar. You can't really uh, think, of, think about it beforehand. No, do you know... Because um, the K-hole, we, we should do a dictionary in, in a bit, but the K-hole, for example, which means you're very overtrained. We came on to that one when we were talking about uh, about our training camp in Malaga, you know? We, we were talking about, about training, about recovery, about training camp recovery, and <laughs> that's how we came up with the K-hole, so... Yeah, I remember that. Um, you know, um, my, t- my two training partners at the moment who... Uh, who are there most of the time? Who I'm training with? I posted a picture of them up yesterday. Have you seen it? Like, uh, you, yeah, you saw it because you said, "Who, who's the other guy?" There's Techno, and then there's uh, Phil Her. You know, the old guy. He's like, uh, 66, dude, you're training 66. with pensioners nowadays. <laughs> That's all I can get to join me, mate. I can't get anyone else. You got the you got Norwegians, <laughs> Christian and Gustav training together. You've got the Danish squad training together. You've got like, um, God, who else is there that trains together? You've got the Brownlee brothers, and then you've got Joe training with his pensioners that want a pint of Heineken after a session. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't want why he didn't win the world championship. 
Phil wasn't impressed, mate. <laughs> Phil was like, I've been training you and you only managed to get fifth. He's like, if that's the best you can do, don't even bother coming back and training with me next time. <laughs> that guy's a beast, mate. That's the one who I was on about, who can who you can do four hundred watt turns on the front and he can stay on your uh, stay on your wheel. He's he's really, really strong. He's gonna do his first Ironman next year. He looks like a um uh like a um Sometimes something like a baby Santa. Yeah, he does look like Father Christmas, doesn't he? Yeah, but then a young one. A young Christmas. Techno look it looks aged. Techno's ten years younger than him. His beard is like. I know, but but the other guy's beard is like very white and very silky smooth. <laughs> You've got beard envy. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. let's... Uh, but anyway, off-season, Joe. A year ago, we talked about the off-season. We were in the off-season uh, around this time. What's about, what, What's the, this time of year for you now? What's uh, well, what's up? What's coming up? What's I've up got one, one more race left this year. So for me, I'm going to train Brian Arizona. It's on the 20th of November. So I'm just going to go all in for that, have one last crack and uh, see if I can finish the season on a high. So that's four, about three or four more weeks of training and that final race. Did you hear that? I did hear that, and that's, I can't edit it out. That's techno. What's that? That's, that's techno. That is techno. Why yeah. does he have to mess this session up? Literally, if we're talking about him. Can you not edit it out for definite? I cannot edit it out because the software is on my laptop, and the laptop is over at the doctor, and it's going to take a week. Oh, God. Like, I, so, I need to get... And the dogs are kicking off as well. Laura, can you get it quickly? She's going to get it. (laughs) This is... uh, Oh, my God. The junkyard dogs. Joe, I'm I'm human. I'm human. I think this this has all got to do with that groomer as well. It can't be just a 15-minute run that set her off that that hard. Honestly, it was me. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> all right so um you're gonna do one more race can you can you like just get rid of the dogs like yeah yeah they're, they're written off me they're right off anyway just keep talking about something while i quickly get it right. i'll uh, like, just talk about what you're i'll keep talking all right i'll just um pretend someone is in opposite of me um now that Joe's gone anyway, for those uh, that are really uh, that really want to, it's like I'm talking with the uh, dog kennel. I feel like Doctor Doolittle. Um, anyway, those that were curious in by, uh, during training, they want some um, some music to listen to. Let me build that Celine Dion and Enrique Iglesias music list to, share, to be able to share with you. Um, just gonna get back into it. There he is, Joe. Sorry about putting that. his headphones on. I was Back. literally, I was just literally just saying um, that I'm putting a list together uh, with Celine Dion and Ricky Iglesias to get you ready for uh, Ironman Arizona, like the final bits. Oh my god, that list final is painful. Like you think rain, when you're hitting the wall in an Ironman is painful, but listening to that playlist and you just can't get away from him when he's doing it. It's just there all the time. Like in Pompeii. You had some uh, right old classics playing. My dad preferred that, though. My dad reckons that that playlist was better. Dude, the amount of messages I've had from people that were saying, wow, those damn tunes are are unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, like, the, classic the tunes, after classic. The tunes, some of them are uh, all right when you're doing an easy one for a bit of a laugh, but not when you're trying to psych yourself up for VO2 max reps on the track and you're trying to, like, hit fast case splits. And you've got some... It was a bit of both. But do you know... I could do an easy run while still getting the cardiovascular gains from a tempo run. And why is that? Because I got so excited during all the songs that my heart rate went right into the tempo zone. Really? Yeah. Wow. No, uh, is that? So what... But anyway, so you're doing an off-season Ironman. You're doing Ironman Arizona. Doing Ironman Arizona, and then, then I'm going to chill out for a bit. Hopefully go on a honeymoon. Um, that's the plan after Arizona and then build up for next year. I'd love to do Ironman New Zealand. That would be uh, ideally a, a good one to do because I, I love that race when we did it before and when I've done it like other times mm-hmm. in the past. But with COVID, we haven't been able to get out there. Would you fancy it, Ironman New Zealand? 
uh, 100%, 100%, I would fancy it. I'm definitely going to do that one. Um, so my plans have uh, have changed a little bit. Uh, you know, it's, it's the... Uh, my reality soap, you know how that goes. I could be, uh, it's like a Lionel Sanders training vlog, like you said. Um, from food poisoning to this to that. Right now I'm going to, um, uh, the, the plan now is to go to South Africa for some training. I'm going there in December with Thomas Decker. So if you're out there in South Africa with any tips, it could be training tips, it could be accommodation tips, it could be... Uh, where are you going in South Africa? Stuff to Africa? do. Could I think Stellenbosch. Stellenbosch. All um, right. But also stuff to do. Because I want to get I wanna I wanna do some decent training, like 20, 25 hours a week, not peak peak, but like some decent training. But also want to do some stuff. Doesn't your uh, competitor, your Dutch competitor train out there, Eva Scheltinger? What's he called? The ginger ninja or something? Does he call he himself does. that? He does. He does sometimes. Yeah, he does normally over winter. He does. Yeah. So but, there you um, go. yeah, I'm going there with Thomas Decker for three weeks, and then after that, I'll be going back for Christmas, and then in January, I'll probably be back home for a couple of weeks, and then I'll head down to New Zealand with you, just like we did back then. God, you live in the dream, aren't you? And hopefully, like, challenge. It's not all hard work, is it? Listening to that, I mean, wow! It's like South Africa. New Zealand is like, oh, I'm getting envious already. Like, chasing the sun, mate, aren't you? Chasing the sun, but you know I'm always working. You know I'm always working. Always. <laughs> if it's not triathlon, I'm doing something else. Always working. Always and what, 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 if you did New Zealand, um, like, and it was the same strength field as what it was last time, do you reckon you could break into the top five? Mm-hmm. If you train, if you got a really record. good... What's that? Of course, <laughs> Course record, easy. The guy that did it last time was eight. The guy that did it last time was overweight and ate three kilos. Yeah, I heard he was four kilos over four or five kilos overweight. Uh, Looking, looking at looking at the race back in twenty twenty. Looking at the pro field, would I be able to come in top five? What did Cam Cameron? What was his name again? Cam uh, Flip? No, I'm I'm Cam Brown. Um, Ken Brown what did he came in again that year didn't he came in fifth he would have probably been somewhere around that yeah like he wasn't on the podium I know that but he could have been, like was it Mike Phillips and, I don't uh, think Brown? I would have been uh, looking back because um, if so if I would do my Almere swim 54 minutes that would put me right in the end uh, the R send up nowhere because Dougal, Dougal Allen was after that and then all the bunch were before that so um the bike would have been probably almost all the way solo and then i wouldn't be able to do a 250 run so i think maybe sixth seventh all right so not too far off you've been in the money wouldn't you pay for your flights wouldn't it yeah (laughs) but that's not how i look at races like i don't look at the start list and think like i'm i'm gonna pick that race because i'll be probably making some bank no. Um, nice to no, To me, I mean, if if you would see it pure practically, I'm a professional triathlete that does it as a hobby. Because is it really? Do you really do it professionally if you don't earn money with it? Well, I do earn money with it through sponsors, but not through the actual racing. The actual racing is costing me money. <laughs> so, so actually, you're like put off with doing a race. You're like, do I want to do a race and lose a load exactly. of money? <laughs> I'm a professional no, athlete that doesn't race. Yeah. No, no, because no, I don't care. I mean, in the end, I want to get the best out of myself on race day, and um, if that's going to be a fifth place or a tenth place, if I've got the race of my life, and if I, I mean, I'd rather be there and enjoying it and get like, because we have a story. We went to South Africa. I got food sport, food poisoning. Boom, that's a podcast story right there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, in uh, in New Zealand, but uh, all the stuff that you. Um, in the end, that's what you do it for, isn't it? For all the stories, well, in the end, and also for the results. But it is um, a good laugh. You got to have fun, ain't you? It is a good laugh. Oh, yeah. by the way, you, in you'll Arizona, look back at this in in Arizona, yeah. and what we should do in New Zealand. What I was thinking is, after every Ironman I do now, I'm going to do a beer mile the next day. So if you're in Arizona and you fancy it, hit me up, and uh, I'll organise one. And if we're both in New Zealand, we should definitely do a beer mile the day after in New Zealand. Like pick a location, like uh, and uh, have a crack. You can try and take me on, mate. I'm on one, one podium in one race. Why would you do a beer mile? 
Why beer mass every 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 four hours? Because it's fun and you can it's something different to do, isn't it? And it's not like you know the next day, you know we did one in Kona and it was a right laugh, mate. Like and you're gonna like have All a right. couple of drinks anyway after the race, aren't you? So uh, Arizona, mate, I'm gonna try and go two for two, two podiums for uh, for two. And if I do that, mate, you're gonna have your work cut out against me in New Zealand. Like I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be on form for that, especially with an off season in me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be an 83 kilo beer slugging machine, mate. <laughs> All right. If you don't get on the podium in the Ironman, mate, I want to see you on there for the beer mile. <laughs> You'll be saving your legs the last 5k of the run, won't you? Thinking, oh, I've got a beer mile tomorrow. There's no point like ending myself in the Ironman. I would, I would, I would definitely. I, I maybe would have already uh, as of the start of the marathon. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to say with regards to off season? Um, I think basically people want to, uh, if they are under off season now, like just don't put yourself a structured plan, really. You want to just see how you feel, don't you? You know, and uh, I think the main thing with the off season is more the mental break rather than the physical, isn't it? Because like physically, you probably might not necessarily need one, but it's more the mental reset so that when you do start training, you've got the, um, you're, you're up for it and you, you're really motivated to train hard over the winter because that's when most of the games happen. Whereas if you're a bit tired mentally, and you don't feel like training properly, then you're not going to get the best out of yourself next year. And um, you, it always comes back pretty quick, doesn't it? You know, if you have three weeks off, two or three weeks of not really doing much, by the time you're four, four or five mm-hmm. weeks back in training, you're pretty much where you were anyway, aren't you? And you feel fresh and ready to go. And, uh, you know, the seasons are always so long now, aren't they? I mean, you start racing in March and you finish in like September, October, it's seven months long. So you definitely want to make sure you recover and get the mental you know, the, the hunger back for it. Would you also say with, with regards to the uh, recovery is to, um, to replace the beer for a non-alcoholic beer? No, like that, that's, that's, that's going to give you, that's, that's going to take it out of you if you do that, because mentally you're not giving yourself that break. You're still thinking of training if you're swapping the normal beer for the non-alcoholic, aren't you? Like, and at the end of the day, the, the whole point of having a beer yeah. is because it tastes nice, isn't it? So, like, you know, having a non-alcoholic one just seems, like, counterproductive. But I'd be, instead of having a non-alcohol-free beer, my opinion is you'd be better off having a kombucha. Tastes better and it's better for you. It's like either a proper beer or a kombucha, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, I yeah. mean, yeah. it's like you're going for a track day to drive a fast car and you take a Vauxhall Corsa or a Renault Clear around it, isn't it? You know? It's like, was there any point in going for the track day if you're taking a Corsa or something around there? You know, you don't go to the Nürburgring to drive a Clio, do you? You know, like, you, or, a, you know, I've, a I've seen I've seen a series. I, I saw a series on Netflix last week, and it was something with dump car versus supercar or something. Have you seen that one? No. So the, you've got these dump car builders. Literally, they, they'll have a, a, a Ford or a Mustang or or a a whatever just a really old beaten up car but then with a mega engine in it and uh it kicks the asses of the supercars mate there was not around the track though, that was faster than all of them not around the track it's not around track it's, it's just a track race track race but, right no, here you go the question for you you said about the bullshit buster we didn't have one my opinion on non-alcohol free beer and i know we bullshit it before but bullshit buster before would be the equivalent of going to a mcdonald's and getting a salad who does yeah, that? Hundred percent. Exactly. That's the same category I put it in. You don't go to McDonald's um, and get salad. Yeah, I mean, the only reason what the only reason why you would do it is because you go into the McDonald's with your kids and you want to be healthy. But then it's like, but then you're taking you your kids to eat unhealthy food. Then? So then you're giving them unhealthy food and you're eating a salad. Yeah. Is that? It's pointless. Absolutely pointless. And, and, and then just just have it. Just have a chicken wrap. Then have the exactly. chicken wrap. Exactly. You know, just uh, just enjoy it. Just embrace it. You've gone to McDonald's. Sometimes you have to mentally give in. Yeah, and is the salad even that Sometimes healthy? Because just... they put loads of calories on it anyway, don't they, with all the uh, sauces and stuff. So you're probably eating more calories than you would in a chicken wrap. And you're not getting the protein. Yeah. Yeah, bullshit oh, bust that, mate. Really, really hungry for it. really hungry for a Donald's now. And do you know what I always find as well? When I see the Instagram pictures of people, like I saw one yesterday of Sam Long, and he's laying in the pool, and he's got a beer. And looking all happy, you know, uh, chilling out, having a good time. And they say, like, they have, you know, if I see a post of someone, they're like, having a good time, really enjoying off season, my alcohol, non alcohol free beer. I kind of think to myself, 
Mm. You really enjoying off season? Because if you're really enjoying off season, I don't think you'd be drinking a non-alcohol free beer. That's my opinion. I kind of think like always oh, the kind of park guy that, that goes is, to the party. Um, get a kombucha. Get a kombucha. I, 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 yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a. I remember him posting up about drinking proper beers like a year ago before that sponsorship. But maybe it's I got to do with the sponsorship. I don't know. But I remember you showed me a Strava post and stuff that he's do where he'd done like a six, seven hour training day, 200k ride, run up the bike, and then he finished it with another ride to the brewery in Boulder or something. And he came like two or three pints and then rode home. That was that was the sound that we. Uh, that was the sound we liked, wasn't it? Not the non-alcohol free beer one, was it? Do you know what I mean? Like, don't you think? Well, sometimes you can still, I, I still, I still like him. You can still like someone. Oh yeah, I still like him. I'm not saying I don't like him because he drinks. Bad, bad, yeah, I'm not saying I don't habits. like him. They just have bad habits. <laughs> he just got bad habits. Like, I'm not saying I don't like him because he's drinking on alcohol free beer. Do you know what? Do you know where I w- woke up to, mate, this morning on Triathlon Mockery? Wow. I've got a uh, a new follower from uh, your uh, your best mate, one of your best mates. Who's that? CJ Worth started following you, Cam Worth. Started following Travis Yeah, he's going to be hounding so us, I was mate. Thinking, he's coming back to give me some more abuse, he, isn't he? he? <laughs> so there, there was there was two things two things that maybe I could have like that came up my mind. One was you calling him like, "Hey, mate, I'm so sorry. I I didn't mean to offend you. Um, I would I want to take you out for dinner." And uh, can we please be friends again? That was one. And the other one was people just spamming him. People spamming him, aren't they? But um, he's come back for round two, mate. He's like a he's he's like a boxer, isn't he? You know, he might have got knocked down in the first round, but he's coming back for he's coming out the gates in round two, flying in. You know, he wants to find the inside scope. Maybe he's found he's heard that we're a, a very informative training podcast, and he's looking for some tips on how to improve uh, his run. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, um, well he, he won't get any tips from me that's for uh for you get sure. some swimming tips get some swimming um, tips off you now you're a 54 minute iron man you're gonna be snapping at his heels aren't you do you um do you um um i i remember when i was doing a race in in girona and uh, I spoke to Kenworth before the race, and I was thinking like, all right, he's a strong cyclist. I hope I, I, I wasn't sure whether what happened, if he was a good swimmer or not. But I, but my swim has improved. My swim has improved. Also at that time, it just didn't came out. I remember I was jumping. He had this this pink rocker wetsuit, and uh, we all jumped into the water. And I was swimming and swimming along, and all of a sudden, I saw him swimming next to me. I saw this guy swimming with a pink rocker wetsuit, and I was thinking. You're in it, Tommy. You're in the mix with the big guns. So literally, came out of the water, this old guy with a flipping beard. It could have been Techno or your other but 67-year-old 60, mate. Looked at the clock. It's at one hour and one minute. And I was, oh. I was thinking like, fucking hell, Tom. You really do mess up every flipping time. And I remember I was sitting in, I was swimming. I was thinking like, wow, this is so easy. This is what it feels like if you're in a big pack. <laughs> that must have been heartbreaking. Such, such, I'll tell you what, though, sometimes, Cam, sometimes he can actually do a really good swim in some races. Like when you see him, yeah, he sometimes can. he can get he out can. in the lead pack. He's like, he can put it out of the bag sometimes, especially in them wetsuit swims. He actually seems like he's pretty decent in them. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, should we end it there? Um, 53 yeah. minutes. We're, uh, Dogs have ruined it again, one. haven't they? Techno's ruined it. Uh, anyway, Joe, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we'll see you back next week, hopefully on Tuesday. We can't promise because as you see, always something's up, but we try to get it out on Tuesday. All right, catch you later, guys. See you.